You're listening to a 95BFM podcast. The Fair Pay Agreements Bill passed its third and final reading on Wednesday night. Introduced into Parliament earlier this year, the bill will allow workers in a certain industry to negotiate for better pay and working conditions industry-wide. Negotiations will be triggered if 10% of workers or 1,000 employees in an industry agree. I spoke to Labour MP Camilla Belich about the subject. How do you feel about the successful passing of the bill? I feel very excited. It's good to have it uh, finally passed and uh, hopefully it will have a real impact for uh, New Zealand workers now that the uh, framework is in place. For someone who doesn't know or understand fair pay agreements, how would you describe or explain them? Fair pay agreements are the ability for employers and unions to negotiate minimum terms and conditions for not just individual workplaces but also whole industries or whole occupational groups. So the thing that differentiates fair pay agreements from other types of collective bargaining is the fact that they can apply these minimum terms to not just the workplaces which are involved in that collective bargaining, but other workplaces that may have people covered by that fair pay agreement because of their job or because of uh, the industry. So the fair pay agreements will set a minimum base standards for certain industries and individual employers and employees will be able to negotiate on top of that? Absolutely, yeah, that's correct. So they're just a floor. We have a lot of minimum terms in New Zealand, for example, the minimum wage that everyone will be familiar with. What fair pay agreements do is give employers and employee representatives like unions the opportunity to negotiate other minimum terms that might be appropriate for their industry. Who are some of the key industries who might benefit from such fair pay agreements? We can't be 100% sure which industries will take up the opportunity to have fair pay agreements. It probably won't be all New Zealand workplaces and it will probably start with just a few key occupational groups, my prediction would be. So some of the groups that might be helped by fair pay agreements are groups like cleaners or security guards and or other groups like early childhood workers, for example. Has New Zealand ever had such a collective bargaining style methods? Have they ever been in place in the past? Yeah, New Zealand used to have an awards system where there were um, different, effectively, awards, so not exactly the same as fair pay agreements, but terms and conditions that apply across industries. So we have had a similar um, scheme in the past, and and other countries, including Australia, do have a similar system uh, where they do have uh, minimum terms and conditions that apply to occupational or industry groups. So they're quite, quite common worldwide. Would you say New Zealand is a little bit far behind on this regard? Well, I think that we've seen other countries use them very successfully and I think they are a really good way to prevent the race to the bottom with terms and conditions. They mean that employers have to compete on things like quality and innovation rather than on just who has the lowest wages when they're bidding for contracts. So I think that will be a positive thing for New Zealand and also a really positive thing for good employers too. How would you respond to National and Act's criticisms of the bill and the fact that they said they would repeal it if they get into government next year? I think it 
would be a real shame if they repeal it. My hope is that whoever forms the next government, that they would maintain the ability for employees and employers to negotiate fair pay agreements. I obviously think that they will bring a lot of uh, benefit to New Zealand and I think they deserve the opportunity to really bed in and and I think we'll see a lot of the benefits of fair pay agreements um, in more of the medium term. So I I would hope that the National Act Party would change their mind but of course my belief is that Labour will form the next government and so we'll be able to really see the uh, effects of, of fair pay agreements over the next term. How long do you think fair pay agreements will take to bed in? Well, they have to be bargained and the bargaining process for fair pay agreements will be slightly more complex than a normal com- uh, collective bargaining process. So I imagine that the bargaining and negotiating uh, and the finalising and ratification of fair pay agreements uh, will need to occur prior to the benefits of them uh, really taking effect in terms of the minimum terms and conditions. So we really need to see um, some fair pay agreements uh, ratified and in place before we'll be able to see the benefits that will flow from them and that, and that will take some time. Um, and it should take time as well because it's important to get them right, but it's not going to be an immediate um, impact on those sectors that uh, are interested in negotiating fair pay agreements. New Zealand unions almost collapsed after the passing of the Employment Contracts Act in 1991, I believe it was. Do you think this, do you think this will re-strengthen the positions of unions in New Zealand society? I think New Zealand unions have a much stronger position than they, um, than they have had in the recent past, as you mentioned, after the passing of the Employment Contracts Act. I think their position has improved since the passage of the Employment Relations Act in 2000, but this legislation isn't really about strengthening unions. In fact, unions will do a lot of the work for what essentially will be non-union members, um, passing on the benefits of their negotiations uh, and work uh, to, to obtain fair pay agreements to people who might not necessarily be um, in the union. So it's not really about, about that aspect of it. What it is about is making sure that we do have basic minimum terms and conditions in sectors where we've seen uh, a real deterioration in those. And, and also those workers getting the benefit of those um, terms and conditions being standard across the industry uh, when they're um, employed in, in different workforces. Another really good example that I didn't mention before is bus drivers. So we'd really hope that when we have a fair pay agreement in place for bus drivers that some of the workforce shortages that we've seen in recent times might be ameliorated by having uh, a fair pay, pay agreement in place. I don't know if you've noticed in Auckland, but it's pretty much every second bus has been cancelled and it's incredibly frustrating. I think that would be, yeah, I haven't, um, I've seen reports of that, I haven't noticed that myself recently, but I think that there are serious workforce issues that we need to address and I'm hoping that FPAs will um, help to address some of those issues. I believe it takes effect from the 1st of December. Do you know who might be some of the first industries who will begin to negotiate? Yeah, so bus drivers is one, and I think the other ones I mentioned before are things like cleaners and security guards, I would imagine would be um, some of the first groups that might look to negotiate uh, an FPA. That was Labour MP Camilla Bellich talking about fair pay agreements. That was a 95BFM podcast. To hear more, head to 95BFM.com slash becasts.